Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. Today I'm going to be reading from Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. And it says, The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Yes. I think it can be read like this. The heart of a woman plans her way, but the Lord establishes her steps. Today, over the next few minutes, I want to speak to you from this idea or from this subject. You're the target. You're the target. Come on, would you pray with me? Oh God, we love you. We thank you for this moment, Lord God, that we have in your presence, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can come here today, that we can see you so clearly through worship, Lord, that we can experience you, Lord, that we can celebrate the lives of individuals, Lord God, who have gone under the baptism waters, Lord. Father, I'm so grateful, Lord, that as we celebrate the lives of individuals, we know that the story is not done yet, Lord, that there's so much. There's individuals here, Lord God, who have been walking through a season of singleness, Lord God, and it feels like, when is this ever going to end? There are other individuals, Lord God, that have been dating, and maybe they've done it the right way, or the wrong way but it's produced hurt lord god and father there are individuals who are engaged in this church people who have been married for a while father i pray lord that over the next few weeks that you would speak to us individually lord father i pray lord that you would be able to engulf yourself in the hearts of so many different people and that they can begin to hear what it is that you are saying to them today lord let us win at relationships oh god and Father, we'll be careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for it belongs to you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, Lord. Amen and amen. Come on, if you believe in God amen. for a word, would you put your hands together for Jesus? Oh, come on, greater church, if you're believing for God to speak, come on, would you put your hands together? Amen. You're the target. You're the target. Uh, Matt Emmons. You may not have, unless you are like an Olympian or you've been in that world for so long, that name doesn't sound really familiar to you. But Matt Emmons is a champion rifle shooter. So here's what happens. This guy, they go and they compete and they have targets and they get their rifles. Sometimes they go on their knees, sometimes they're on their belly and or sometimes they're standing up and they shoot at these targets. And these are mark, master marksmen that are able to hit from hundreds of yards away. Well, here it is that we're finding ourselves in the Olympics and this guy has been on a, on a tear, meaning that he's been hitting bullseye after bullseye after bullseye. At the end of this competition, all he has to do is just hit it anywhere I mean he could just hit it anywhere and he will win a gold medal Matt Emmons goes down and he gets set up and you know they <sighs> Kevin Kevin will probably be able to tell you you shot you shot a rifle you shot a sniper before <laughs> praise the Lord <sighs> he aims this is dramatic it's so dramatic and he looks he uses his left eye like TLC. <laughs> he shoots it. Bullseye. I mean, just bullseye. But just like you, nobody makes a sound. He gets up and he's like, what the heck? He hit a bullseye, but unfortunately, he hit a bullseye on the target in a different lane. At that very moment, not only did he lose his space or his chance to be able to get the gold medal, but he dropped all the way down to eighth place. He lost the Olympics because he was shooting at a target that didn't belong to him. 
Here's what happens with relationships. For so many of us, man, if I'm honest with you, and I'm going to share a little bit of our story, for so much of us, when it comes to relationships, sometimes we don't know what that target looks like for us to hit the bullseye in relationships. You know, for some of y'all, y'all are great husbands and great wives, and you do it all right, and you're the best, and you bring the flowers, and you know the gifts, and you know how to talk, and you know how to do everything. Next week, I'm going to get you to preach. But for us that have been struggling and have made some dumb mistakes in relationships, I think there are times that we have shot at a target and we've missed the mark. And for some of us, we don't even know what that mark looks like. Yeah. What happens is this culture, music, movies. That is really what teaches our neighborhood, our cousins, our sisters, the people, our next door neighbors. Those are the people that show us what relationships look like. And if we're honest, we've never had anybody like sit down and talk to us about what it looks like to win in relationships. And hopefully over the next few weeks, I want to explain to you what relationships are and how you can win. Today is an introduction about how to win in those different areas. Amen. What about you, Lid? What what taught you? Who taught you about relationships? It's funny because um, uh, my parents they were they were married my entire life. They're still married. It actually will be celebrating fifty years of marriage. Fifty years. Yes. How many Hollywood marriages are there? Uh, That's a lot. Like twelve, twelve Jesus. times, uh, something like that. You know, it only lasts a couple of years in Hollywood, and and it's crazy because honestly, um, the I was taught. With, the, with just seeing their marriage, but we didn't ever have big conversations on what marriage should look like or what relationships should even look like. It was just kind of like whatever I perceived. So my parents, they were married, they stuck it out, they fought, they got over it, they kept going. So that was my first initial perception of what relationships should be. You get together, you fight, you work it out and you just keep going no matter what. You just make it happen. And then obviously as I grew, I started watching TV and all the beautiful rom-coms and all the music that I What's a rom-com? Oh, I'm sorry. Romantic comedies because, okay. you know, life. Yeah, I know. No, but they're great because that's how I learned what Yo, relationships at, at, were at all At Christmas, about. she kills me with those things, bro. I don't do that anymore. Okay? Yo, at now Christmas, I just watch them for fun. At <laughs> Christmas, she puts me to watch all of them. And then she asked me like deep questions. Babe, why did he do that? Because it's on Netflix. It's fake. It's fake. It's not real. And then also, you know, I grew up in church. And obviously, um, the thing with church is they didn't have very many conversations about relationships as well. But there was one conversation that they always had, which was find the right person. If you're a girl, it's a guy. If it's a guy, you're a girl. That's it. And not only that. You have to get married before you have sex. That's it. A golden rule. That was the golden rule, right? And those were the things that, like, I just based, well, that's how a relationship should be. Like, and you don't really have any other question about it. You just stick through it, you do it, and you, and that's it. And that was what I was taught about relationships when I was a kid. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny because as you watch the life of individuals, especially in church, we, we haven't done the best job when it comes to relationships. Because some of the people that give you the best rules and tell you the, the things that you cannot do, those are the people that are 50, 60, 70 years old and they die single at the church. But they always tell you what not to do. And They're mean. living a miserable life. It's like, <laughs> I'm married to Jesus. No, you're not. People don't like you. <laughs> Jesus doesn't even like you yes. much. But that's a joke. I'm kidding. Jesus loves them. But, but the church has, I don't think we've done a really good job of explaining it outside of the golden rule don't have sex before marriage the rest of it do your best figure it out and that figure it out turns into a lot of pain and it turns into a lot of hurt yeah. 
the opposite of my wife, Lid, I didn't have a church experience coming up. Uh, my life was uh, a little bit different, a lot different as a matter of fact. And today in Growth Track, I'm going to talk a little bit about my story and you're going to talk about your story yeah. in a little bit more depth. But my life was uh, uh, extremely different. Um, when I was three years old, that's my furthest memory. You know how you have that memory that you remember? And since I was a kid, I've always had this memory. And I remember talking to my mom about it and trying to figure it out. I was with this other baby and we were three years old and, you know, just discovering who we were. Oh my God, you got one of those things? Well, I have one of these things. And I just remember that somebody got mad and then next thing I remember is my mom opening the door of a trailer and it was raining and my mom grabbing me and taking me home. And I thought I, I got in trouble. I thought I did something wrong because we were, you know, doing something inappropriate or whatever. We were a kid, three years old. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. That wasn't anything intentful. But what happened is that that memory created inside of me a hurt and a damage and a wound that I didn't know how to heal. So what did I start doing in my neighborhood? Because everybody in my neighborhood wasn't serving Jesus. We were all either gang members, drug dealers. We weren't living good lives. I began to tell everybody as a badge of honor, oh, I lost my virginity when I was three years old. And as a kid, I began to tell people that. And then I started to devalue the purity that God gave me. And I started to do things that I had no business doing. And it was coupled by the age of seven to about nine years old. I don't remember where it was, somewhere in there, that one of my mom's boyfriends, um, I didn't have a father who was teaching me like her amazing father. I had my mom. She was my dad, mom, cousin, nephew, sister, brother. She was everything to me. And I didn't have that. But one of my mom's boyfriends was taking care of me one day. And he put me inside of this room. And he put on a pornography video. And it was a VHS. And when he put that on at seven years old, he said, you need to watch this. And he went out and he did his business. And for hours, I was watching this video. And what I was thinking in my mind is, I can't wait till I get older so that I can do those things. And here it is outside of that, seven years old, nine years old, 12 years old, 13 years old. I'm still remembering that video and thinking, I can't wait till one day I can do that. See, my life was marked and it began in an ugly place learning about relationships. The way that I learned about relationships was watching Gina and Martin. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you fight and you get over it. Like what Lil was talking about. I was like, that's, that's how, you, how do you pursue a woman? You pursue them like Fresh Prince. That's how you do it. Girl, you must be tired. Because you've been running through my mind all day, girl. Are you hurt? Are you okay? Did it hurt when you fell from heaven, girl? Oh, stop. <laughs> and Urkel. And Urkel. Yo, Urkel was like, he was persistent, bro. And then he became Stefan. Stefan. Was Stefan was a different story. But Urkel was persistent. Y'all don't know about Family Matters. But you, you, you watched the individuals on the TV, and that's what I thought, you know, Jodeci told me and explained to me. My mind's telling me no. But my body, y'all so secular. Stop laughing, like giggling. Did he say Jodeci in church? Oh, my God. But boys to men, like I wanted to propose. I wanted to break up with somebody to get back to them and be on bending knee. You know yes, what I mean? Exactly. Like I wanted to do these. Drake's, Drake be messing with everybody. Everybody. <laughs> you want to send text messages. I love you and I miss you. Like culture, media, trends. Yo, if you're honest with you, I don't know if that's a question that you can ask yourself, but how much have you learned from them? Yeah. How much have you learned from what you've seen? On top of that, you can couple it with the idea of individuals in your own life that you watch marriages that have succeeded or failed. Believe it or not, those things begin inside of you to start teaching you and to start showing you what relationships look like. Sometimes those things are good, and honestly, sometimes those things are bad. It was my relationship goal, right? The target that I would hit, and for some of you, maybe you had this thought that you had to try it before you buy it. 
You had to have an understanding of what you were getting into. You had to move in together before you ever got married. And these are all ideologies. These are all thoughts that I learned because of what happened in media, culture, and trends. Even as kids, you know that you're taught. I don't know if you were taught before your mom and dad ever taught you or the church ever taught you. But you know that we were taught a very valuable lesson. Watch this. Chino and Lydia sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> so, so first comes love. Then comes marriage. Then comes marriage. Then comes Lydia in a baby carriage. Not Lydia. <laughs> Abby. No, you. Oh, Abby's in a baby carriage. Yeah, You're walking yeah, behind it. That would yeah. be super weird if you were in a baby carriage. <laughs> super, super weird. Just not a thing. But what's crazy is that this is what we learn. Yo, if we're honest with you, these are the little things. Oh, you got to kiss first. Yeah. And then you got to climb on a tree. What? And then you have babies. <laughs> relationships have a goal. And if you're going to win at the relationships, you got to understand what that goal is. Because if not, you're going to hit a target. A target that wasn't meant for you. And sometimes yeah. even a target that was meant for somebody else. And you're going to find yourself losing at relationships when our desire, our goal, what we want to do is make sure that you're winning at relationships. And the goals, I think, Sometimes, Lynn, people are like, when they talk about goals, they're like, he got to be smart. He has to have a yeah, job. Yeah, you got lists on Yeah, list, you got on lists list, on lists. You know, he has to have a six pack. <laughs> you know, she has to have a pretty face and a thick waist. Yeah, I mean, just do we, have, we have all of these different goals. But what if I was to tell you that those goals are not exactly the goals that you should be looking for because those things change and fade. And Lydia is going to explain yes. it in just a second what they look like. But we should have real goals in our life that we can attain together. I think even in an organization, this is this relationship series, you can actually use it for your friend relationships. If you own a business, you have an organization, or maybe you want to start a business, a lot of what we're going to talk about are things that actually translate into those relationships as well. Because what happens is if you don't have a goal for a business, you're just selling stuff, but you're never going to go anywhere. That's why you find those people that they have an entire garage filled of stuff that they bought on Amazon because they were going to sell it, and then they move to another job, and then to another job, and before you know it because you don't have no real goals on what you want to aim at church we have a goal our master commander jesus christ master commander know, what does that wow, even mean that's bro? a good word though. but jesus like jesus himself <laughs> jesus himself he taught us and he told us matthew 28 19 go therefore make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name yes. of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have marching orders. Greater church is developed around those marching orders. We reach and empower all people towards a relationship with Jesus. We have goals. We win. Our target is hit bullseye when you know God, when you have a relationship, yes. you understand him. When you find freedom, you deal with your yesterday, with what happened to you when you were 3, 7, 13, 25. When you deal with that and you get inner healing, when you discover what were you created for and you find your purpose. And then when you actually step into that and begin to make a difference in the life, that's what Greater Church is all about. Those four things, are I'm going to talk about them in Growth Track in a little bit more depth. But we have a goal that we want to hit. And if you don't have a goal, then you're going to miss the mark. Amen? Amen. So before you hit, you set these goals, and before you get into thinking about goals for relationships, you need to know who God is. And you need to know who you are. Because these are going to be the first relationships that you're ever going to have, and they're going to be with you forever. Okay? You're going to have a relationship with God first and foremost because He is your creator. He created you. He knows you. He knows you more than you know yourself. He, he created the little things inside of me that make me a little more 
kinder, like I say, and, and make him a little more aggressive or, or loud and, 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 and fun. That's because okay? I'm Cuban. That's because I'm Cuban. But, yeah, but, that, but Cuban God made you. He made you more creative. Solid. Like you can see colors that I don't see colors in. You know what I'm saying? There are things that he has made us. He created us. So it's so important that first we know our first relationship with God and then our first relationship is also with ourselves. We have to understand who we are through God's eyes. And it's super important to understand this. God knows you. It says in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, before I formed you in the womb, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctify you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God knows you. He knows you better and longer than you've even known yourself because he knew you before he, you were even born. He created you for a specific purpose. He created you with specific things inside of you, characteristics, personalities. He created you to be his daughter or his son. So that relationship has to be first and foremost. And you need to know God and you need to get to know God because once you start getting to know him, he's going to begin to guide you. And as God guides you, He's going to be able to teach you things and instruct you about things about yourself, things that you like. Okay, we're not all attracted to all kinds of personalities, and God did that on purpose. Okay, sometimes if, if you're more introverted, you're, you're not so attractive to another introvert because life is going to be boring. You know what they say, opposites attract, right? Like, I'm more attracted, I'm more introverted, but like, I am attracted to his extrovertedness. Now, it's, it's a little, we have to I'm learn. I'm attracted to you, girl. We have to learn. I like like you. I'm just attracted to you. <laughs> we have to learn in our Sorry. relationship how to get along with that because some of his extrovertedness overwhelms me, but that's okay. There are different things that um, I am that he is, and God created me, but not only that, he guides me. He helps me understand other people in the way that they are, and he helps me understand myself. In Psalms 32, 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, and I will guide you with my eye. He is if you're first with God, your first relationship with God is is on target. Is it, it, it and you're you're trusting God. He's gonna He's gonna guide you and He's gonna direct you to the people who are gonna lift you up to be a better person. Not only that, is God doesn't change. It says in Isaiah 48. 40 verse 8, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God stands forever. Once we, we know who, who we are in God, once we know who God is, and we have a deep, deep understanding of who we are through God's eyes, how he sees us, how he created us, then we can set really good goals for relationships. Because just like we were talking, we, we, what we do is we tend to set our goals based upon culture, based upon what's, what we've seen, uh, what's been shown to us, um, anything that we've seen on TV, just the culture that goes on. But what, here's what happens is culture can't dictate our relationship goals and it can't dictate what our relationships need to look like. But God can because God doesn't change. Culture changes. Think about it. Think about what dating used to be. Well, if you talk to your grandparents and you say, what did you do when dating was? It was like I'd open doors and pull chairs out and, and you know, you wouldn't talk to them in a certain way. But but now dating, it's not what it used to be. Dating is now is like, hey, we're going to get together and I'm going to try it out and I'm going to have sex with you because I need to make sure that sex is going to be good. And then not only that is maybe I should live with you for a little while before I get married and commit to that because I'm not so sure. That's what culture says. 
right? So, and that changes. It, it used to be, like you said, they open the door, close the door, let me, oh, that person's, in, I want to get to know them a little bit better, that they, they seem interesting. Now it's like on an app. Yeah. Swipe left, swipe right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so we can't let the culture dictate what our relationships look like and our goals that we set in relationships. Absolutely. I, I think, I think when, we, when we talk about these things, there is, a, there is a line that you can see established. And what will happen, though, is that you have to be careful because the lines that are established, you begin to think to yourself, well, I already crossed those lines. See, like me. Like I, I had an illusion in my head and I had the enemy lying in my heart and he began to tell me, Chino, you've already done that, so you might as well just do that. And what happens is that you think, since I messed up, since I lived with her before I, I, I was there, since I had a child already, since I did this, then I might as well just continue. And man, I hope that you don't miss what we're talking about here today because our desire, our hope is not for you to continue to move in that direction, but for you to be able to take a step back and say, hold on a second. Like, yo, I want God to be first in my life. And that means sometimes you're going to have to make some hard choices. But having God in your life, that doesn't mean that he disqualifies you because of the lines that you crossed. No, there's forgiveness and there's grace available for you. So don't feel like, well, this message isn't for me. I already did all of those things, Lid. And then some, I swipe left, right, up, down, around the clock. <laughs> Yo, that's not, please understand our hearts, our yes. hearts and our desires for you to understand that what we want to give you is a target. It's a goal to be able to hit because if you hit this goal, we believe that you're going to win at relationships. I, I think it's important for you to know God, right? Mm -hmm. That's in, at Greater Church. That's one of our, we exist for you to know God, for you to find a target. You got to know who he is because that was the very first relationship before there was ever Eve in the picture, before there was ever a relationship between any of everybody else. It was Adam and God. And he walked in the cool of the day with the Lord. And he had a relationship with him. So please understand the relationships, they were even before Adam was created. Because the Bible says in Genesis, let us, 127, it says, let us make man in our image. There's the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They were in relationships, meaning that relationships have always been. Relationships will always be, and relationships are going to continue on for all of eternity. Yes. Because for some of us, we're like, I hate relationships. I want to be single until I die. I hate people. You're <laughs> never, listen to me. That's, it's, that wasn't, that's not what God created you to be. Yes. As a matter of fact, God made things, and all through Genesis, he said, it was good. And he made something else, and it was good. And then when he looked at Adam, it was the first time that God said, and it wasn't good, not because he made a mistake, but because he understood that Adam needed a helper. Yeah. And he looked at Adam and he said, it is not good for man to be alone. It's not good for you to be alone. It's not good for you to figure it out on your own. For some of us, I hope that this message can inspire you to bring people along the journey with you. Have some people that you can have conversations. I don't mean romantically only. I don't mean sexually only. I'm telling you, you need some friends in your life that you can tell them, this happened to me when I was this old. Can you walk with me and process? Let's talk through this stuff because I've never shared anything like this before. Yeah. That's what G groups look like. For you to have people in your life that you can have real conversations with and have real life because relationships matter. For you to know God, but then I also think that you need to know who you are before you, if you're in a relationship and maybe you bypassed everything and you just got to marriage or you shacked up or whatever it is, this is a moment for you to step back if you haven't done this and for you to, who are you? Like, who are you? Like, what's inside of you? What are the gifts, the talents, the dreams? What is the purpose that, that God? 
God put inside of you. To take a moment to breathe, even if you're married, doesn't mean you get a divorce. Yo, that's not what I'm telling you, bro. But I'm telling you that you have to have a moment where you sit back and you begin to look at yourself because if you understand who you are, you're going to have a better target to be able to hit. So there needs to come a time where I believe that you need to understand who you are. Some of the very practical things, you might want to take notes because this is a fire hydrant that I'm going to spit out. I'm not going to take too much time with this. But number one, you need to have awareness. You need to have awareness. Who am I, bro? Like, what are my strengths? What am I really good at? And what am I really weak at? What are some things that I just hate doing? I love being on a computer. I hate talking to people. I love talking to people. I hate being on a computer. When you find out who you are, it allows for you and it helps you to be able to understand the strengths and the things that God has done for you. Purpose. What's the purpose? What were you created for? What's the goal that God wants you to hit in your own personal life? Like, are you called to be a teacher? Are you called to be a pastor? Are you called to be a youth pastor? Are you called to be an evangelist? Are you called to be a business owner? What, what is it that God has? What's the purpose? Because before you get, ever, ever get into a relationship, because for you to choose the right person, I can't wait for the next few weeks, we're yes. going to talk about that stuff. But for you to choose the right person, you got to have somebody that's next to you that's moving in the same direction that you are. Because if you're going one way and they're going the other way, it's going to be a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So, so you got to know your purpose. What were you created for? I need to have a person in my life that's going to help me to reach those goals. A person that's going to be patient while I try things. A person that's going to help me to fall forward. This is a season, if you're single, to make some mistakes. Yeah. If you are single, make some dumb mistakes. And I don't mean sexually. I mean try those things that you want in your purpose. If you want to start school, start school. Yeah. If you want to start your business, start your business. Begin to take some risks. Learn who you are. Take some time by yourself and just read a book. Like, learn about it. Soul Care has been one of the books that have helped me, and we studied about it. We talked about it the last few weeks, but it's a book that has helped me to unpack my own personal life and be able to look at, yo, what's my wiring? What do I look like? Y'all remember when we used to get, back in the days, we used to get a phone, if you got a phone or a beeper. Do you remember some of our old, older people? We remember this. I'm going to date us. But remember, you went through every single setting. I mean, you went through everything on that beeper. You were trying to, you wanted to learn all the ringtones. When you got that Nokia 6100, you went through every single ringtone. You were just looking through everything like you inspected it. But we don't do that to our life. Our life, we get up in the morning, we go to work, we go to school, we come back home, we eat, we watch 47 episodes on Netflix, we go to sleep, and we do it again. And we never slow down to be able to understand, yo, what is inside of me? What are the things that God has wired for me? Not only do I think that you need to have self-awareness and understand who you are, but you got to have the right people around you. It's important that you have good people around you that are going to help you, that are going to unpack the things in your life, that are going to push your buttons and help you move in the areas that you don't want to be in, but that you know that you need to be in. You need to have people in your life that are good, not people that are pulling you back. You know that negative person that every time they got something to say, bro, it's like, good morning. No, it's not. It's dreary outside. It was raining. It might snow next week. It's like, bro, I say good morning, bro. You need people in your life that you can actually talk to and that are going to move you towards the, not people that are going to pull you back. You shouldn't do that. You're stupid. What are you thinking? You're going to fail. You're going to lose all your money. I tried that before. It doesn't work. <laughs> You're going to die. It's like, you don't need those type of people in your life. Listen to me, outside of being married to those people, I'm giving you permission and I'm going to explain to you in the next few weeks how to cut those relationships, but I'm telling you those are some people that you need to let go of. You need to have good people in your life and cut out the bad people. But then the other one is that I think you need God. For you to know you, God is going to reveal to you, just like my wife talked about, God is going to reveal to you who you are. 
This is a, a tip that my wife gave uh, me and for the years that we've been counseling young couples and people, yes. we have always had this thought and Lid was the one that explained it to me. She said, this is the way that I think you find a good thing, like a wife. I think you have a purpose that you've discovered. You found out who you are. I found out who I am. I have a purpose. We begin to run. Come on, act like you're running. Okay. I be, we begin to run. <laughs> I'm running. We're running. We're running towards God. You're too fast. Slow down. No, Slow. Be submissive, woman. Okay, okay, okay. Be, submit, woman. No, I'm kidding. Stop, stop. Stop. You begin to run towards God, and I mean, you start running fast. Here's what happens, though. Yeah, you can stop. You can stop. You start running towards God. As you run towards God, if you look to your right or you look to your left, and you see a woman of the opposite sex who is running at the same speed as you, is chasing after God in the same way you are, not too far ahead that you gotta start acting like something to catch up with her, or not too far behind that you gotta be like, oh, let me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix her, I'm gonna change her, but somebody who is walking and running at the same pace, yo, that's your wife, that's yes. your husband, that's the person that you need to be, and that, that happens when you pursue God together. Yes. But if you're not pursuing after God, if you're not passionate about this, thing you're gonna find yourself in what the bible calls unequally yoked and it's gonna hurt you and it's gonna harm you but i believe that those are the things that you have to do uh the bible says in james chapter 4 verse 8 that if you run towards god that god will run towards you that he will those who come near me i will come near them another way is that you can do it and i don't need to explain this to you you should know if not last couple of weeks we've talked about it clearly but you need to have some time of prayer you need to have some time of reading your word and you need to worship. These are three things that I believe that as you start doing them and you start being consistent with them, you begin to know a lot more about God, but you will also begin to learn a lot more about who you are. Relationships, this, this idea that we talk about and that we've been talking about today, they have a pathway. There's a way that you reach those relationships. There's steps that you take. And what happens is sometimes we've bypassed the steps and we've taken steps. I had a kid before I was married and before I did this, I was that. And you start taking these steps and you start jumping ahead, but there's actually a path. See, culture trends, what we talked about, it, it begins to tell you a totally different path. You get the phone number first. Mm -hmm. Once you get the phone number, then you start talking. Right? This was back in the days. Now it's all online. You're like, Instagram, she sent me a DM. Oh my God, do I text her? Do I not? I told my wife, if God takes her to be with heaven, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life because I'm not doing all this yeah, crap that these guys are doing. All this texting back and forth. Do I text her? Oh my God, do I send an emoji? Oh my God, I sent the wrong emoji. Like, what? No. no. I don't, God bless y'all. I'm not discouraging you. Go for you, boo-boo. <laughs> but you talk. And then this is what it used to be. You, you got a phone number, you talked, and then you asked them out. Do you want to be my girlfriend? If you were in school, you did the two little boxes. Yes or no, check one. <laughs> and then if you're an insecure person, you had the maybe box, just in case. They need options. <laughs> you had the maybe. And then you, you went on a date. And then after a date, a week, a month, a year, you entered into a sexual relationship. And then once you entered into a sexual relationship, then you were engaged. And then when you got engaged, you were like, let's just move in together and let's just see if it works. Like, I, 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 you, everybody has crazy. You just got to pick what crazy you're going to be with, good with. So <laughs> I want to figure out what your crazy is. And then you get to a point where you, you, you get married. And that, that roller coaster has hurt so many people. Though it looks kind of like what God has for us, yeah. it's not. It's a mock of what God has for us. And it hurts so many people. Yeah, so God really did set us a way um, to be able to progress through relationships uh, romantically. And, and he, 
it, we'll be going through some of these things in the next few uh, weeks. So don't worry about anything because this is just more of an introduction. But the pathway that God sets is first singleness. And he, he created this time uh, when you're single to learn about yourself, to heal, to develop self-awareness, to go through some things and discover your purpose. This is a time of singleness where you can use that time. It's not a bad thing to be single. And then the next thing he, he says is there's dating, all right? And it's not for recreational. Well, I'm lonely and I want to go hang out, so let me just go go on a date with someone. No, there's intentional dating with purpose. And, and then the next thing is engagement which is where you plan your wedding, you develop plans, you start thinking about the purposes, you start setting goals in that. Then it's marriage, and then it's family. Now in each one of these steps, we're setting goals. So it really doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum of his, his progressing progress in relationships. Because not only, once you're in that singleness, as a single person, you're gonna set a goal. I'm gonna become more aware, self-aware of the things. Or I'm going to find and discover my purpose. That's a goal that you are setting. And the goals change. All right. So it doesn't matter where you are. So if you say, okay, well, well, I did all that stuff that you know, and I'm now I'm married, and you know, we had sex before and before we got engaged, and we actually lived together before we actually got married. Now we actually had a kid before we even got married. Now we're married, we got kids, and now what do I do? Well, you set new goals and you continue to set goals. So you get before God. And there's sometimes even at times you're gonna be in your marriage and you're like, wow, when I was single, I did not discover my purpose. I did not know how to be self-aware. I was selfish and I didn't know what I was doing and all I cared about was myself. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to be married, but I'm going to set a, a, like a single goal, something specifically just for myself. And I'm going to share that with my husband. He's going to set his single goals. But then as a couple, we're going to be like, hey, we're going to come together and I'm going to, I'm going to set a goal to love you better. How do you need me to love you? And figure out what his oh, love language you, is. I, okay, all right, no, come sorry. on. Sorry. <laughs> and, and so you set she goals. So it, no, no matter where you find yourself, you set new goals and you work from where you're at. That's what God it wants and expects of each and every one. He doesn't expect perfection. He doesn't expect that uh, because you messed up that, okay, you just messed up the whole plan of what relationships. No, from this day on, God can turn your relationships around and it can be new. Absolutely. What I'm, what we're talking about here today, and the introduction of this message, the, the walk away, the takeaway for you to be able to take away, number one, is that you have to understand that there needs to be a goal to the relationship. If you're a single person, put a goal in the relationship. If you're dating somebody, put a goal in the relationship. Be intentional about it. I'm dating you because I want to see if you're going to be the one. You're going to be my wife or you're going to yeah. be my husband. If you're engaged, begin to put, let's talk dreams. Let's talk finances right now. Let's talk about what it's going to look like when we do become married. When we're married, yo, we're, we're taking over the world. Yeah. We're taking over the world. Like, yo, what are we doing? Like, I'm going to preach Jesus. You're going to preach right alongside of me. I could be a doctor and I'm going to preach Jesus. I could be a football player. I'm going to preach Jesus. I could be a business owner and yeah. I'm going to preach Jesus. Together, we're going to move forward in the goal that we put in our life. And when we do those things and we begin to shoot at those goals, you're going to start watching that you start winning at your relationship and you start progressing because there's actually a pathway for you to be able to do that. I want you to write some some questions down before I kind of land this thing that I hope that you can actually go out of this service today 
and be able to listen to and be able to answer these questions. I'm going to give you three real que three quick questions. They're going to come up on the screens in just a second. And these three quick questions are, number one, who taught me about relationships? I think you need to ask yourself that. Who taught you about relationship and how has that shaped you? Just begin to process that. Maybe when you're driving in the car, take some time this week, get away from the TV, take some time to actually just think, take a picture of this. We, it's going to be online, you can listen to the message again, but begin to think, yo, who taught me about relationship and how has this ch shaped me? And then number two, what are, what are my relationship goals? What are my relational goals? Like, what do I want to achieve in my singleness? What do I want to achieve in my dating time? What do I want to achieve in my engagement? What do I want to achieve in my married life? Begin to ask yourself, what are my relational goals? And then last, and number three, which I think is the biggest one, is how's my relationship with God? I think that's something that you need to be asking yourself. And it's not just because we're doing relationship goals. I think you constantly should be asking yourself, yo, what does it look like for me to have a relationship with God? And what's that relationship looking like right now? Is it, is it, is it in the winter season where it feels dry? Is it in a season right now where I'm in the spring and I'm excited? I'm, I'm seeing God in new places. I'm in the summer. There's harvest. God is starting to bless me. Yeah. I'm starting to get all of this stuff. Is it in the fall season where you're beginning to see, I got to get rid of some things. I got to start unfollowing some people. I got to start moving away from this relationship with this person. I got to stop thinking of myself this way. And I need to step into another season where God starts examining who I am and starting to help me and bringing life to me. Yeah. You got to start thinking this. You know, when it comes to relationships, one of the biggest things that, and I, I, I chose the title for this reason, is that when it comes to relationships, number one, you, you're the target. Like if, if you get better, everything else will get better. How many times haven't I been with my wife and I'm like, this woman crazy. Lord, help her. Father, right now, Lord, save her. Change her mind. Like, yes. help her, Lord. Like, she's crazy, okay, Lord okay. God. Help her right now. And I prayed and I was like, God, help her. And then God turns around and says, you're crazy, buddy. <laughs> For me to even closely or remotely be able to help my wife, I got to help myself. Yes. Isn't that scripture? Jesus said, you see a, a little speck in your brother's eye. But bro, you got a two by four sticking out, out of your eye. A two by four that is like $15 to buy now. Just one piece. Sorry. I'm dealing with stuff right now. Yeah, I gotta pray for me. <laughs> but I got this two by four in my eye. And he says, take, take the log out of your eye. And then you'll be able to see clearly. So when you really think about relationships, you're really the target. You, you have to begin. The goal should be, I gotta get better. I gotta start reading and learning about stuff. I gotta learn about myself. But can I tell you that when it comes to relationships, watch this, you have always been the target. At the beginning of creation, it was God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that they hovered over the waters. They had their own relationships. They didn't have to make us. They didn't have to make Adam. They didn't have to do any of those things. But they decided, we want out of the abundance of our love, we want to be able to create somebody that we can love and have fellowship with. And he created me and you. You know what's crazy about this? That he created Adam, but he also created you. He created Jeremiah, which my wife talked about, that before you were formed, I was thinking about you. That I had plans for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, I have a hope and a future. I have good things that I want to plan. That's not for the prophets only. 
that's for you right now in 2022 regardless of your mistakes regardless of how much dumb stuff you've done regardless of whatever your relationships look like you have always been the target of God's love God has always been looking for you Romans chapter 5 verse 5 says that while you were still a sinner Christ died for you like think about this at my worst God was at his best when I looked at God and I said I don't want nothing to do with you and I threw a couple of fingers that weren't thumbs up God was still looking at me and saying, I, I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you, champ. I, I'm, I'm in love with you. Even when I couldn't understand what that love looked like, I was the target of God's love. He was, he was aiming at me and he was shooting me with his love. He was shooting me with the relationships. He was shooting me with the people that come along and say, Chino, you can do it. Come on, one more time. He, he was shooting me when he gave me a beautiful wife that was able to help me and mature me and make me into the man that I am today. He was with me when he brought friends in my life that were able to push me and move me forward. I have always been the target. Can I tell you that you've always been the target too? Yes. Have you allowed yourself to be open to the love of God? Have you allowed yourself for God to consume you and to take aim, ready, set, and fire with his love in your life? Today, I want to give you an opportunity. At the very beginning of this relationship series, and we start to talk about relationships, the first relationship that needs to get right is a relationship with you and your father. And by father, I know that can mean so many different things, but I'm talking about the father that was there before your dad ever thought about you. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, I want to give you an opportunity. If you haven't, or maybe you have, and you've taken some steps, and you've made some mistakes, Today, I want to tell you that there's grace and there's forgiveness available to you. How do I do this, Chino? What do I do? It's simple. The Bible says, I'm going to quote this until the day that Jesus comes back and takes us because he taught us this. He said in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That doesn't mean that you have to come to the front of an altar. That doesn't mean that you have to give everything in your bank account. That doesn't mean that you have to know all the latest songs. That doesn't even know that you need to know what the Bible even looks like. That just means that salvation happens in an instant with nothing to do with how good you are or how bad you are. But that God, the moment that you have faith in him and you confess with your mouth, he saves you. Now out of that salvation, you begin to do the right things. You begin to learn who God is through scripture. You begin to give, you begin to serve, you begin to move towards God. But the first step has nothing to do with you. It's all about you opening up your mouth and you confessing. Would you do me a favor and would you bow your heads and close your eyes? For Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. And we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at My Greater Church.